You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. What's good and welcome to another episode of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brandon Rewicki. You can follow me on Twitter at Brandon underscore Rewicki or the podcast at Skates Plates Pod. All right, good to be back at it. Hope you guys enjoyed your weekend. We'll get right into it here as Trot's Watch continues to be a little bit slower than I think a lot of people would have liked. So we'll shift gears a little bit here and we'll, uh, you know, now that we've taken a look at coaching and we've taken a look at some of the RFAs on the Winnipeg Jets roster, why don't we just broaden our horizons a little bit and take a peek at the upcoming UFA market, which is a little bit juicier than I think some people might have uh, anticipated. So it's a bit of a high high profile class that we've seen in, in the past couple of seasons. So we'll get into that right now with some targets for the Winnipeg Jets. But to help me do that... I had to call in some reinforcements. So joining me today on the show once again from CJOB, I believe the new title is, is it Game Day Blue Bomber producer? But either way, CJOB's Tyson Rewicki is uh, stopping by. How's it going, Tyson? Pretty good, pretty good. It's good to be back again. Is that, the, is that the new gig? Uh, well, it's for the away team. We're not. Oh, okay. We're, we're, we're not, we're not uh, all the way in yet, but... Uh... Yeah, we're, help, we're helping out the away team when they're here. All right, yeah, well, hey, you know, it's better. I was actually thinking, because it's it's kind of like your first official full-time job with, with CJOB. Um, my first my first gig back when it was Sports Radio 1290, it wasn't even TSN 1290 yet, um, but it was overnight computer watcher, essentially. Oh. I, I had to stay up. I think my shift was like from 11 p.m. to like 7 a.m. And I was just sitting in front of the board, making sure that everything worked accordingly. And, and I was basically like a security guard. Like if something did go bad, I, w- I didn't have any expertise and I have to call someone to help me. But <laughs> consider yourself lucky. You're, you're working at least like normal human hours instead of the 11 p.m. to uh, 7 a.m. shift. For the, for the most part, sometimes we're hopping on, hopped on uh, this past weekend with Clay play young for the first time in the morning that was that was a lot of fun so but yeah for the most part we got some some decent hours that's good and, and next time you see big rig just give him a big old smack right in the face for me if, <laughs> if you can do that that would be great uh, <laughs> so let's get into it here um and, and we'll maybe even make some conference final predictions at the end of the show but i thought it would be cool to do a bit of an early look at free agency 
because obviously things are going to change. Players are going to sign. Uh, I mean, the Jets themselves might trade a player or two, leaving an opening. But the market that's available right now isn't necessarily going to be the same market whenever free agency does open. But I thought, you know what, why not take an early peek? And, you know, by the time we get a little bit closer, we can do a final rankings of top targets for the Winnipeg Jets to go after. But without further ado, the top five Winnipeg Jets free agents heading into the fun season here. You know, a tiny bit of a caveat. I think we're doing a somewhat realistic target. Well, a couple of mine aren't that realistic, but somewhat realistic targets. But it's also not like a free agent ranking. Like we're not going to say the Jets go after Johnny Gaudreau or Philip Forsberg because, you know, likely to be priced out of those sweepstakes and the Jets already have some high-end wing options. They might want to go a little bit lower down the totem pole. So Tyson, I don't know if you have your, do you have yours ranked five to one? Uh, yes, I do actually. So I'll get things started before I throw it over to you. And I'm actually going to start at closer to the bottom of the depth chart. I know you have a fourth line guy that you thought would be a nice target for the Jets. Well, so do I. And my number five target for the Winnipeg Jets, I don't know if a lot of people know this guy, but it's Zach Aston Reese, former Pittsburgh Penguin. I think he went to Anaheim. Who cares? It doesn't really matter. But the reason that I think Zach Aston Reese would be a great fit for the Winnipeg Jets, and it's, you know, spoiler alert, going to be a bit of a recurring theme for me, but he's one of the better defensive forwards in all of hockey, and that's not hyperbole. Like he, if, if he played 20 minutes a night, he'd be a borderline Selkie candidate. And, and as far as wingers go, he's one of the best defensive wingers in all of hockey. So he's, he's kind of the prototypical fourth-line guy in the modern age. Like He's, good, he's, he's not going to put up 30 points. But what he will do is he'll skate, he'll hit, he can actually play, and he will contribute a little bit offensively, but he'll take over – a ton of penalty kill minutes for the Jets as well, and he'll give them a bit more of a defensive conscience. So I, I think he would be the ideal fourth-line forward for the Jets next season, and he's my number five target. Yeah, no, Zach Aston Reese was a good guy. I, I thought about adding him as my fifth guy, but for my fifth guy, I'm thinking that if the Jets happen to get Barry Trotz and they're looking for a guy that can fit that Casey Sezikas role, guy that's like kind of like the long-term fourth-line center, he's part of the guy that builds culture with the team, I think you got to go with a guy like Nolachari from Florida. Nolachari's like bounced around the Atlantic a bit. He was with Boston before, and then went to, then signed with Florida. But he's a guy that you know he's going to chip in like 15, 15 goals. He's and when he was with uh, Florida, he had a couple couple seasons where he had a hat trick and like two hat tricks in a week or something crazy. And he's a guy that you know penalty kill takes face offs. He's good at play. He could play in the critical. Uh, points in the game like like Casey's Azikas. And I think he's gonna just kind of build that culture in Winnipeg. You know, he's gonna bring a physical style of the game too. He just kind of fits that kind of grindy, mucky, just fourth line guy that Barry Trotz loves. Barry Barry Trotz loves his grinders and muckers. There's there's no doubt about it. I mean, you know what? There's a chance Tice it could be Achari and, and Aston Reese together on the fourth yeah. line for the Jets. I mean I, I do wonder it, it's it's tough to say, right? Because I mean, you have David Gustafson, who's kind of primed to enter into that role if the Jets want to go that way. But then they also want to maybe potentially upgrade the third line. Like The tough part with this for me was just there's so many different ways they can go roster building. And that kind of leads me into my 
fourth best free agent target for the Winnipeg Jets, because a lot of it's going to depend what they do leading up to the drafted free agency. And let's be honest, a big part of that is going to be whether or not they trade Mark Shafley and what they get back for him. And, and so my number four guy comes with a bit of a caveat because I, I don't know if Shifley's going to be here or not. But, I mean, Vincent Trocek is pretty good option down the middle. You know, he's, he's done well for Carolina as their number two center these past few seasons. Look, would it be great to have Nazem Kadri? Yes, it would. Would also cost you seven or eight million dollars after he put up 90 points and he might win a Stanley Cup, right? Like, so that's obviously Kadri would be the dream guy, but Trochik might be a little bit more of a realistic target for the Winnipeg Jets. Could put up 50, 60 points. It's it's not going to be the most dynamic uh lineup down the middle for the Jets, but he also has the option to jump out there over to the wing and he can win face-offs. Not, not all the guys in the Jets can win face-offs at a super high level. So I think if Mark Scheifele's traded and depending on what is coming back for him, I like Vincent Trocek a lot as a potential name for the Jets. Yeah, Vinny, Tro- Vinny Trocek, but uh, I don't know. I feel like he, he might price himself out a bit too. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll see. But for my my next guy, it's it's not not as uh, not as high profile as Trocek in, the, in this market, but uh, he's a right-handed defenseman that I think that the Jets could maybe steal. There's a bit of an injury risk. He hasn't really played a full season in the past three years. That's Colin Miller from Buffalo. I think that he's a guy that you could get relatively cheap for a right-handed defenseman in this free agent class. There's not many. I mean, like, let's be real. They're not going to get Chris Letang. That's just the reality. Okay, of- hold. All right, yeah, just keep going. <laughs> we'll we'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, now I can't even. I can't yeah. even think of anything. So, but we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get to that. Just, just let's let's keep hearing about Colin Miller. He, sorry, yeah, you, you were saying he never plays hockey and he hasn't played well. But keep going. <laughs> but when he does play, he does put up good numbers. He puts up good advanced stats, even playing on a pretty suspect Buffalo team. And he's a guy that could play all situations again, kind of like Achari, like kind of. If you're building a team around Barry Trotz, and even if it's not Trotz, I think the Jets are obviously going to want to go with a coach that has a little bit more structure to their game. So I think they're going to be looking at guys that they can kind of lean on in a lot of situations. And a guy like Colin Miller can play PK. He can pay, play power play. He's a right-handed shot. And out of all the right-handed shots in the free agent class, if they can snake Colin Miller. I think that's a pretty good get for them. Yeah, you know, so let me ask you this. Because I like in a vacuum... I would agree that Colin Miller would be like a nice buy low option, right? You get him for cheap and maybe he can be kind of a fill in top four guy for you, but do the jets need another guy? That's a potential roadblock for a Sandberg, a Hanela, uh Declan Chisholm, a Johnny Coat. You know what I mean? Like on and on and on. Is it, is it worth it to, to take the plunge on somebody like that to keep the youngsters down the, with the moose? Yeah. I, I, I get where you're coming from, but at the same time, all those guys aren't righties. They're all, there's just a log jam on the left-hand side. And I don't know, maybe you look to move one of those because the whole, the, the thing is you can't play all of them going into next year. Someone's going to have to sit on the, or playing them for the moose next year. And in my mind, you're kind of, it's like, well, Declan Chisholm is probably the odd man out, but he's getting up there in age. Like he's starting to get, he's almost 24 turning 25. Like, 
you start to run out of development time for these guys and how long are you going to play them in the minors for? I think there's an opening for a trade there with either Sandberg or Hanola. I'd probably lean Hanola because he has more value that you can kind of grab an impact impact player from the trade market as opposed to the free agency market because like Winnipeg, as we all know, like I, I love Winnipeg personally, but it's definitely not up there for free agent destinations. Yeah, obvious. I always, I always laugh when people say this. Like, obviously, it's not. Have you been to any of the other cities? Yeah, these, these guys haven't lo- lived there their whole lives, like the rest of Winnipeggers have. Like, they don't, they don't get the charm. Exactly. They just drive from the airport to the to the rink, and they're like, "Ooh, this, this ain't Philadelphia. This ain't Chicago. This ain't you know Miami, Nashville, and so on." Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I like, I like it. I like it in a vacuum. I just don't know. It, it depends on what happens here, but with guys like Dylan and Schmidt and, and so many of these prospects here, I, I wonder if adding another free agent defenseman is the way to go. That's why I only have one of them on, on my target list. And it's a, uh, yeah, a, a bit of a spoiler took place a, a little while ago, but I think there's, I think there's a lot of decent forward options for the jets to take a look at. And that's kind of where I'm trying to spend all the open cap space on. If I'm Kevin Chivalde off, which leads us to number three here. My number three target for the Winnipeg Jets, and look, if, if this was the only guy they got all free agent, uh, period, I think it would be a massive, massive win for the Jets. But I've always, 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 always loved and thought he's one of the more underrated players in the NHL because he's overshadowed by the rest of his team. But I love Andre Pilat, and I think he would be an excellent fit here with the Winnipeg Jets forward group. And again, going back to my theme of maybe more defensively conscious wingers, Pilat and the rest of the Tampa Bay Lightning know how to play defense. And so there's not really a whole lot of teaching that needs to go along with him. The pedigree's there. And just as importantly as all that, he's shown a a pretty damn good propensity and ability to play with skilled players. And whether it's beside, you know, or flanked with Kyle Connor or flanked with Nikolai Ehlers, you know what? He's shown that he's going to be able to, you know, either fill it into the back of the net or set them up on the play as well. Really love Andre Pilat. I don't think the, the cap is going to be exorbitant either. You know, he's on the wrong side of 30 and, you know, might be one of those guys that kind of gets pushed to the side as opposed to some of the higher end options. But yeah, Andre Pilat is a Winnipeg Jet next year. Just add a little bit more of that championship pedigree. Sign me up for that every day of the week. Yeah, Andre Pilat's always been one of my favorite players too. He's just, he just does everything so good. He's just a quiet, quiet guy. He kind of reminds me of like a, Mar- a Marion Hosa light kind of player. On that on that Tampa Bay Lightning team, obviously not. He's not as good as light light. <laughs> yeah, but very a very light light version of Marion Hosa. All right, Ty. So you've gone one forward, one defense. What's on tap here for number three for you? So this is actually my last one, and I had a couple guys. I mean, there was some guys I kind of tossed that were. I feel like they were realistic but i want i kind of wanted to take a big swing at someone and it's cheating a little bit because they're not unrestricted an unrestricted free agent but i think it would be hilarious if the jets offer sheeted kevin fiala <laughs> and, and and they <laughs> if you could you could force minnesota's hand like they're because i i think they just released the the offer sheet compensation for this year and i think it's something i think it's Six, you can offer a guy 6.3 and it's only a first and a third. And I, 
and I think if you if you put a six point three, I I mean, and I think Fiala could he could go he could go higher up if you were giving him more years for sure. But I think after the playoffs he had near the end of the season, I think, and apparently with some alleged rumors of attitude issues on the team, I think he could be taking kind of a one year kind of prove it show that I am that high, high level kind of player. And I think if he joined a team like Winnipeg, he's got that chip on his shoulder. He's playing against Minnesota a couple times a year. He's playing with a skilled group and who knows? He, he got a, he's with the chip on his shoulder. You could be like, I'm going to show these guys that I can play a two way style of game with this new team. I could be a culture culture setter. I can change a locker room. I can, and I could be that dynamic player that Nashville and Minnesota thought I could be. I love it. <laughs> I, I, it's totally cheating. He's not a UFA at all, but I, I, I'll, I'll allow it for you. Cause it's, it's pure pettiness and spite. And, and yeah, now it's interesting. You mentioned the, the first and the third round pick. You said it was like $6.3 million for the cap hit. That's actually the highest the Jets can offer sheet a player because they don't have their second round. Right. So they need their, you need your original second round pick to offer sheet in, in certain ranges. So if the Jets did go that route, they would be limited to that 6.3, whatever it is, number. Is that enough to convince Kevin Fiala to sign? Uh, uh, maybe I don't know. Probably not. I, I think Bill Guerin trades him before the Jets. I think I think we see him traded well in advance before anybody gets an opportunity to offer sheet him because let's like Bill Guerin has not been shy about saying that. Yeah, this guy's heading out the door. <laughs> let's the, the, let's cut it with the 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 Chevy BS GM talk, right? Like we don't have cap space, and he's he's going to be heading out the door sometime soon. But look to weaken a division rival. And to do it at that cap hit, I'm I'm all on board, even if it is, even if some people have some qualms about the Jets bringing in another skill first guy. When it's a point of game player at $6 million, yeah, you know what, I'll take my chances with that. Uh, we'll get to our final two top targets for the upcoming free agency class in just a sec. But before we do that, let's give a quick shout out to our friends over at DraftKings, one of the official sports betting partners of the NHL with a huge offer on tap during the playoffs. As it winds down, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets, win or lose. On top of that, DraftKings same game parlays gives you an even bigger chance to turn a small bet into a huge payday during the playoffs. So make sure to check that out as well. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. So you kind of cheated a little bit there with your third best free agent target for the Jets, and I'm going to do the same here for my number two. And I'm glad you're sitting down for this because you're not going to like this. And I don't like it either, but I got to, I got to put biases aside and just do what I think would be the best thing for the Winnipeg Jets to do. And so my number two target is actually two A and two B. And a lot depends here. We'll, we'll see what happens, but I think it has to be if they're available on the market of Getty Malkin and Chris Letang. They, like it has to be. I, I again, I don't know how how likely it is or anything like that, but 
let's be honest, coming from the ugliest city in North America, Winnipeg might be the lone upgrade over Pittsburgh as far as like what the actual city is like. So there's that part of it. But for like, I don't know if you're going into free agency, I'm, I like to go big or go home, like go after the, the elite high end guys. And if you can get somebody like that with just cap space and not giving up assets, I don't know why you don't dive into that head on. And on top of it, I don't think the term would be anything crazy with either one of those guys. I mean, Malkin might want to, well, maybe not anymore. Sounded like he wanted to kind of cap off his career in Russia at, at some point in the near future. And with his body, I don't know how much more mileage he has left in the tank. And, and the same kind of goes with Chris Letang. Like, you know what? He's obviously been through a ton in his career. I can't imagine that being more than like a two, three year deal, something like that. If you can get somebody like Chris Letang, who would immediately be your number one right-handed defenseman. And again, Stanley Cup pedigree, all that stuff, elite puck mover, let's face it, dirty as hell, which sucks when you're playing him, but would be great on your team. If you can get that guy for just cap space, yes, yes, you have to do it. You have to investigate it. And, and Malkin would be more along the lines if, if Mark Shifley was traded, obviously. That's the, the big one there. You're not going to get him if Shifley and Dubois are in the fold. But again, a one over two-year deal for a Russian that doesn't mind the cold weather, it's got to be investigated. And so as much as it pains me to say it, I've got a couple of penguins as my number two targets for the Winnipeg Jets in free agency. What do you think about that, Dice? I think that's that's pretty insane. And I think, <laughs> I, I, can you imagine if some by somehow Shifley stays on the team and Malkin gets signed and they play on a line together? Could you imagine <laughs> the, the the discourse after after? neither of them decide to back check on a goal for one, for one shift. And- yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's where Barry Trotz comes in. Barry's got to work his magic there, but that's the other thing too. Like it, some of these aren't as outlandish if Barry Trotz is behind the bench, right? right. Like that's going to tip the scales in a huge way into the, into the Winnipeg Jets favor. I would like, if I had to pick between one of the two and I really don't like, I, I sports hate him so much, but it would definitely be Chris Letang because the Jets, the Jets need that number one defenseman. And even at 35, Latang was just under a point a game last year. And he played all 80, or sorry, not all 82. He played 78 games. So, But in all reality, pretty much every single game, to pair him with Josh Morrissey, slot everybody down a little bit more in the lineup, I, th- I think it's, I think it's, you could arguably make the case that should be the number one target for the Winnipeg Jets. But I'll, I'll slot them in at number two. Oh, 100%. Yeah, like Latang, if he if if he has any inkling to come to Winnipeg, I you got to clear the cap space. You got to do whatever you can to bring him on because he's kind of even last like he's a game changer. The way that, like last season he was probably one of his best the best season of his career, and he looked he looked unreal. Was, I mean, the last couple of years it kind of seemed like he was body was breaking down a bit, but kind of played good last year. Played really good last year. <laughs> Uh, all right, Tyson. So let's get to your number two guy here. So my number two guy is he's uh, we're going back down the free agent ladder a little bit to a guy that I think that the Jets have a good chance of actually breeding on. And he's kind of s- similar to Fiala. He's obviously not as high end of a player as Fiala is, but he's a guy that has ties to Winnipeg too with his father. They'd pop a tie. <laughs> Traded in Max Domi. As a guy that can 
I, I honestly think that he's the kind of guy that a lot of teams are going to look at and be like, this is our reclamation project. Like he's a guy that this, because that's, you know, that's what GMs love more than anything is a guy that's just like, we're going to, we're going to turn this guy's career around. We're the team. Like we see something in this guy. We're the team that's going to do it. And I think with Max Domi, especially coming into Winnipeg, a place where his family has ties, you know, true North loves that too. I think that's a, I think that's, that's a guy that has a high probability of being with the Jets next year. The only reason I didn't have him in my top five is because you texted me beforehand and, and said you did. So I just thought I'd put somebody else in there that was a little bit different. I, I, I love his game. I really do. And I know he's pissed off a lot of coaches so far, but I mean, if you can get somebody like that as a complimentary piece in your top nine, that's that's a pretty damn good spot for him to be in. Like the Jets don't need him to be that guy, right? Columbus needed him to be. And, and I mean, they didn't really give him much of a chance, but I, I just don't think that's his best skill set. I think, you know, in a perfect scenario, he's probably on your second or third line. And he's a guy that can step up in big games. He's done it his whole career. I mean, even with Carolina in brief moments, their game seven hero in, in round one against Boston. I, I got a lot of time for guys like Max Domi, and I, I'd love to see him come over to Winnipeg next year. And again, some of the best parts of guys like this, he's not going to break the bank. He might be somebody that signs, in all honesty, you know, in, in August or, you know, a, a month before training camp starts after everybody else is signing free agency. And maybe you take a one-year gamble on a guy like that. I'm down with that, Tice. My final guy... To me, he checks off all the boxes on what the Winnipeg Jets are looking for right now. Again, depends if Shifley is back and, and what happens there. But if you can have the ability to add one of the best defensive wingers in hockey, who is six foot four, I think 220 pounds, former top 10 pick, be the defensive consciousness on a line, and oh, I'll chip in at 0.9 points per game during the season as well on top of it. I don't know why you wouldn't be doing everything you could to get somebody like that into your lineup. And he might have a Stanley Cup to his name in a couple of weeks as well. But for me, the number one no doubt about a target for the Winnipeg Jets has to be Valerie Nachushkin. I just, I don't know. I don't know what his his cap hit or what his contract is going to look like. No, that's going to be an interesting one. Especially yeah. Because this is the first year he's really, like, offensively exploded. Obviously, playing beside Nathan McKinnon helps that. But I, I don't know. It just feels like he's completely under the radar and, and not somebody that's talked about a whole lot. In all honesty, the Winnipeg Jets would hope that Colorado gets knocked out in, in the conference final and he doesn't get more of a chance to build a case for, you know, a five, six, whatever it might be, million-dollar contract. But I just... I, I try to look at where the Winnipeg Jets could be next year in the next few years. And it's just so, so tantalizing to think of what a PLD, Kyle Connor, Val Nashushkin top line could look like. That's and like you don't necessarily need Kyle Connor to become a defensive dynamo if the guy on the other side of the ice is picking up the slack for him, right? And again, he's shown that he's got the capability to produce offensively at a high level as well. 
I just, to me, he checks off all the boxes. Love, love, love his game. And I would be doing whatever it could, whatever I could do to get him here to Winnipeg. Barry Trotz, pick him up at the airport, make it happen. Val Nachushkin's my number one Winnipeg Jets free agent target. Right. And, and you saw how this season, how effective that line was with Svechnikov as a winger. And getting Nachushkin would be pretty much adding Svechnikov on steroids. Supercharged Svech, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think, yeah, that would be. That would be one of the best gets that the Jets could get. But I'm going to go with a, a bit of a different name that I think that I don't think a lot of people expected. And that's Mark Andre Fleury. I, oh, what? what are you doing? I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> okay. See, it's, it's funny because I was going to say my number one target is a guy that's Got 12 goals in 12 games in the playoffs. Evander Kane's coming down on Winnipeg. No. <laughs> All right, so it's not Fleury. Thank oh. God. Who is it then? No, it is another guy that is playing his tail off this playoffs. And I really, I mean, I don't, I don't think the Jets are going to have the money to get him. But adding a guy like Nazem Kadri to this team, it would just be such a, such a game changer. He would just bring such a different element to this team. You see in the playoffs. What what he can do when he's not doing something super stupid in the playoffs, like <laughs> taking a guy's head off from or skating the length of the ice to board a guy. But you can see that he's elevating his game. And I mean, with all the threats he was getting and whatnot, and he comes out and gets a hat trick. And he's just a guy that he he's a team that that, like you said before, you hate to play against him, but you love him on your team. He's a leader. He's going to be a guy that he's going to cash in this offseason pretty much is what I'm getting at. Oh, just a bit. <laughs> just a bit he's going to get. Yeah, it, helps, it helps to put up 90 points when your career high was like 60 before that. Yeah. But now a lot of people might scoff at that. Oh, Kadri, like the Jets can't afford. But if Winnipeg trades Mark Shifley, and if they trade him, like let's – I don't know what it is, but let's say they trade him for uh, – either a top pair or a top four defenseman, right? That's six mil down the middle. All of a sudden that, that gets opened up pretty, or you know what I mean? Like there, there is the possibility that with some off season tinkering that they could open up six, seven, maybe even 8 million. I don't know what he's going to get. It's going to be a lot though. But I, the, I think the best part of what you said there is like the skills there. There's no doubt about it, but so many people in Winnipeg have called this team easy to play against for the past two, three seasons. And to do a 180 and have your center, your one-two center punch being Pierre-Luc Dubois, who had 100-plus penalty minutes, and then Nazem Kadri to fill in right behind him, who's got 100 penalty minute seasons, a few of those of his own too. And then Adam Lowry just behind him. It's kind of neat how that could completely shift the way the Winnipeg Jets are viewed and, and how tough they might be to play against next year. So I, I love, love, love that call too, Tice. You're giving me the seven-minute sign. Done that at CJOB too, which is nice. So there it is. Those are our free agent targets. Again, let us know on Twitter at Brandon underscore Wiki or at Skates Plates Pod. What's your Twitter handle, by the way? Uh, it's just uh, Tyson Rewiki. At Tyson, at Tyson Rewiki, R-E-W-U-C-K-I. Give him a follow. Let us know who your top free agent targets are. As of right now, on June 1, who would be your number one, number two, number three free agents to go after if you're the Winnipeg Jets? Would love to hear from you guys on that. 
quickly because we don't have a ton of time here. The conference finals are pretty much set. We're doing this right before puck drop of game seven between Carolina and the Rangers. But Tyson, give me your Stanley Cup final prediction in 30 seconds if you can. Stanley Cup final prediction. Carolina wins it against the Rangers tonight. Freddie Anderson comes back in the conference finals and the Hurricanes stun the Lightning in seven. And then I'm also going to go with another major upset with Connor McDavid propelling the Avalanche or the Oilers to a series win over the Avalanche in six games. I think Kemper is has a bad series and the Oilers move on to the Stanley Cup finals. We have an 06 rematch and Connor McDavid cements himself as one of the greatest players in NHL history with an all time cup run i like that pick i completely disagree but i like <laughs> that pick it is crazy that it is an actual possibility now that edmonton could win the stanley cup and it's you know 97 based off of Connor mcdavid being an absolute freak but it is funny how you say darcy kemper has a bad series coming up when mike smith's in the other dead lord knows what's gonna happen with him <laughs> um yeah i'm gonna go the, the complete opposite i got tampa bay colorado in the Stanley Cup final, the matchup everybody wanted to see really the last two seasons. You know, everything points to Colorado winning it. But Tampa Bay, I, I, I don't really want to see them win it. But Vasilevsky's out of this world. He's not real. And Tampa's got, to me, this like 83 Islanders vibe where this, I, they're not even that old, but this like, veteran-laden group somehow finds a way to get it done. They do whatever it takes, and they find a way to squeak out a Stanley Cup victory, and then they never get close to it ever again. So I'm going to take Tampa Bay over Colorado. I, to- I totally agree with you on with Tampa over Colorado, too. And I just just because Colorado, like you said, they should win. They're, they're like clearly the best team. They should win, so they're not going to win. That's yeah, just, that's how hockey works. That's how hockey works. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's that's why I picked Colorado to, to not get out of the second round again, because it's just <laughs> weird like that. But it would be look, I if Colorado, even Edmonton, but if Colorado could win, if Tampa Bay could win, if Edmonton could win, I think that would be great for the sport. Carolina, yeah, I, I like watching them play, but it not, not always the most uh, aesthetically pleasing kind of hockey. But at the very least, McDavid versus McCarr. The top two players on each team is going to be something fun to watch. And then Nathan McKinnon might do something cool as well. Um, but we'll wrap it up there. We'll call it quits. Tyson, thank you so much for stopping by today. And we'll have you on sometime soon. How about we get you on right before the Barry Trotz introductory press conference? Oh, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be ready to roll. I'm, I, I, I'm just, I've got so many montages ready for Barry Trotz. Like I'm going to, I'm going to, it's going to be like Rocky Forest style. I'm going to run through a thousand brick walls. Trotz's meme game is going to be on tight at CJOB. Give that a listen and a watch. Until next time, though, we'll call it quits there. We'll be back at it Friday morning with another episode of Skates and Plates, talking more free agency, potentially Barry Trotz, and a final look at what the conference finals is going to be and any other hockey news that trickles in along the way as well. Should mention quickly, Pierre-Luc Dubois named tournament all-star at the world hockey championships might have to get into that too that both he and he and adam lowry had themselves a couple of monster tournaments but we'll get to all that when we get back to it on friday morning until then though enjoy the rest of your week everybody and thank you so much for listening to another episode of skates and plates on the hockey podcast network i'm your host brandon verwicky peace